0: Sheik al and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. That, by the way, is an Arabic expression, meaning, with dissection of the souls. Oh, dear Lord. Souls. 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 This podcast is now souls-like. Uh, idiomatically, that means, with great effort. Which is what it seems everyone had to perform to complete both the sprint and the... Race in Qatar. I'm Drew Scanlon. Joining me, Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? I
1: am very good. I'm very excited to talk about the sprint. <laughs> the sprint was great, uh, and my soul, uh, I think, is with the sprint. My my other soul died during the, the feature race. Yeah, yeah, during the Grand Prix. Sorry, feature race. This isn't this isn't F two. The Grand Prix.
0: Hmm. Also joining us, Rob Zachney. How are you, Rob?
2: Not too bad. Just uh, you know, hanging out, podcasting. Going through my Windows event viewer. Oh, great. Great. I hope I hope you make
0: it to the end of this podcast. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, a very warm, not too hot, welcome to you. And if you are new to Formula One itself... Uh, We recommend listening to our preseason primer episode, which assumes no prior F1 knowledge, explains how the sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, it's episode 216. Also, this show would not be possible without our audience over at patreon.com slash shift F1, where every month we release an ad free version of the podcast, along with bonus podcasts and videos exclusively for our patrons. They cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with other racing series, and a lot of weird things. So if you would like to support the show and get access to all of that fun stuff, head over to Patreon.com shiftf one or click the link in the show notes. What do we have going on this month, Denny?
1: This month, we are finally going to engage with work that is no longer struck. <laughs> Gran Turismo, which I have just Googled now. And according to Google Translate, Turismo stands for tourism. I don't think that's really true in the context of grand tourism. It mean but grand I think tour? I'm sure it means grand tour. That's why Jeremy Clarkson probably named that show that thing. Mm. Um, but I think the idea
0: of it, PlayStation games.
1: He loves PlayStation games. I just think it'd be much funnier if we just call it Big Tourism. I think that's
2: a really, <laughs>
1: really good name for it. Uh, this is the Sony uh, Pictures latest movie um, where they strapped a bunch of big cameras to cars and drove them around. And Legolas is apparently a manager of someone in there. So, sounds like a good time i'm excited to watch it uh i'm sure if, if i'm gonna guess i'm gonna put it out there that it's gonna have a great story uh sorry but it's not gonna have a great story <laughs> but it's gonna have some great cars driving and that's the most important thing in a movie about car driving it is this is a neil blomkamp film is it not i don't think did he direct it did he really yeah. i think so wow well blomkamp is a is a i won't say hit or miss i think that's a i think it's a it's a flavor. You know, and I think sometimes that flavor kind of resonates with more people mm. <laughs> in a sort of a hit, I guess. Uh, well, um, and then sometimes, uh, you know, what was the name of his uh, series that he put out on Netflix that was it Love, Death and Robots? No, he, he didn't do that. It was something else. Oats. Oats was it, it was called it was like a kickstarted uh. um, sci fi anthology thing uh, or like crowdfunded, not kickstarted, crowdfunded. He's been out there doing a lot of stuff. He had that Halo movie that didn't come together as right. well. Right. It was a lot of stuff. And that was
2: man, what a miss what a missed opportunity. Like I, I think if anyone could have made a good Halo movie. Yeah. Uh, like somebody was born to that. But one yeah. one one thing occurs to me that I forgot to bring up in the pre show. What? Not to throw a little not to throw a little monkey wrench in this. Uh oh. oh. Sag after still on strike. Oh you're
0: right. What?
2: Oh no, the actors. The actors is The wh- writers came to agreement with AMPTP. <laughs> Sag After has not. Which was Does, the original precipitating event of all this? That's true. Is Ever, like like it, union. Everyone's been like so stoked about the writers like striking their like deal, striking their bargain, right, and like returning to work, and like poor little sag people are like, all right, we won, right? And SAG-AFTRA they're like <laughs> still
1: still fighting. Oh no, Rob! I've just realized something as well. Didn't a oh, large no. didn't a, didn't a large amount of the the motor car building industry also go in, uh, go on strike recently.
2: Uh, not good cars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. whoa. Whoa, whoa! Not the fired. kinds of cars we care about. Wow. Wow. No, that's true. Like UAW workers make Camaros, they make Mustangs, they How make black you, wings. How dare you? Sir. And that's and they make Corvettes. And unfortunately, that is the exhaustive list of good American cars. Okay, okay. so Wait. So are they. It's
1: is it Mustang making people? Because I'm a. You know, I'm a. Until my Mustang was stolen and used as a crystal meth dildo party <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: machine. Um, Not no an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration. From what
2: I hear about Ford build quality, that might have just been <laughs> under the surface of the trim the entire time. That dildo was just holding up the spare tire the, the, the heads were like, oh, my God, there's just a dildo under wow. this shift lever. I, I hate this. I let's leave this should car. Should we start this episode over? Absolutely not. This is great stuff. <laughs> this is this
1: is
0: brilliant. It's 10.30. I'm so loopy. Yeah. Sorry. That just occurred to me. I was like, wait. Well, we'll figure something out. How about yes. that? Um, let's get to the race because, guys, we have so much to talk about. Well, we will once we have said thank you to all of our amazing
1: title sponsors, Agave ATX, Cyphus Training, Turf SCS, At Team Blackjack, Michael Maves, Gordy's Army, At Talking Autos, Olivia Evans, TelemetryDuck.com, FTC, James Andrew Perla-Adams, Drew Stewart, Bailey Foot, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, The Space Above Us Podcast, Bunny Fiend, Snigs, Alex Cachet, Max Faltar, Circuit Demon, Troy Stammer, Britta Roca, William Rumpf, Irvine, Clinical Research, Lackland the Maddened Man, Jason Kelly, and M Squared continues sorry, M Squared Racing
0: continues to welcome Ellie. Welcome, Ellie. Welcome, Ellie. To Qatar. We've oh got so many events to tell you about. Starting with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, the sprint grid, then the sprint, and then qualifying and the race. How's that fair? Understand? Okay. Fair. On pole position or whatever the front of the sprint grid is called, <laughs> Oscar Piastri, and behind wow. him, uh, not Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, who would probably have had it, uh, but he went wide on the very last corner at the end of the shootout. Uh, third is where Max Verstappen lines up, um, and behind them uh, we've got George Russell, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Nico Holkenberg in the Haas, lining up seventh, Sergio Perez in eighth, then Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon in tenth, followed by Pierre Gasly, Lewis Hamilton, Valtier Bottas, Liam Lawson, Zhou Guan Yu, uh, Lance Stroll qualifying. There for the sprint in sixteenth place, not mm. happy as he exited the
1: car. We'll talk uh, about that later.
0: Seventeenth is Alex Albon, Yuki Tsunoda, and Kevin Magnussen. Uh, I'm sorry, and then Logan Sargent in twentieth. Mm. Uh, I mean, do we want to talk about that later? Or you want to talk about Lance let's Stroll talk about being now. angry right now? Yeah, but let's t- let's talk about it now. I guess.
1: Um, yeah. So. What do you guys remember? What do you want to talk about it first, or should we talk about what
2: the FAA is is going? Let's to? talk about how, what, how it unfolded. Because yeah, he he got eliminated, and then we got we saw him getting out of the car, and I think like my first because I wasn't paying that close attention, and then I heard Crofty be like, "Did we just see Lance Stroll punch a door?" And Karuna's like, "Uh, yes, I think we did," but on replay. It might have been worse. Yes. Uh, weird interaction from beginning to end, though. He gets out of his car after a shitty qualifying session, and his personal trainer starts wagging his finger at him in just kind of a in kind of a weird way, like "I told you so" or something. But it's like kind of a weird vibe. Yeah. And then he shoves him out of the way, and then as they're going around the corner, uh, you know, that sort of leads out of the garage, we saw him like shove the the trainer like pretty hard.
1: Yeah, but don't worry, Uh, according to Lando, uh, sorry, according to Lance, he said, we're good, he's a bro. (laughs) (laughs) We just go through the frustration together, and we ride together, which is a pretty fantastic quote. Um, Yeah, according to the FAA, this may have uh, contravened FAA rules, policies, and procedures, Uh, although he also had a fairly hmm, harsh, maybe, uh, interview uh, with the press right afterwards. Seven words, I think. Yeah, some, some and he did like. I think, in fairness to him, he did sort of seem lost for words in that interview. Like he did genuinely seem to not really like. We're used to some of the drivers doing this. Like Hamilton does does it sometimes, right? Where he just seems like he's doesn't really want to give an interview, so he's he's giving short answers to get out of there. Lots of the drivers because the they're mandated to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lance seemed like he was like sort of just enraged and frustrated and probably disappointed in himself and embarrassed and whatever like he seemed like he was going through it so the the answers were short but you really got a feeling of what he was sort of feeling or saying i think
0: yeah a little bit of context is that the so (laughs) qualifying for the race happened before this Hmm. uh and he qualified 16th there as well which was the fourth time in a row that he was out in q1 yeah
1: which, you know, bit of an issue when the other car is <laughs> making its way into Q3. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, we we've did worry about this with, you know, Alonso and, and Stroll. We, we talked about the chances that perhaps this would be a comparison that would not look favorably on Stroll. I think Stroll has driven better, though. Like, it seems like he is in a rush or some people have said he's checked out. I don't know if that's the case, but... He, he just seems like he's having a much harder time of this and the fact that Alonso has adopted this sort of weird buddy mentality while also trancing him is maybe not helping the fact or maybe it, maybe it's making it better I'm not sure it, it, the fact that there doesn't seem to be much competition between them I guess is the point that I'm, I'm trying to make here Um, so the FA is looking into it um, nobody's quite sure what they're referring to but it's most likely what happened in the garage um you know you're not supposed to be obviously doing things that uh may bring the the sport or the series into disrepute but uh that is probably the last of lance's worries at the moment um as we sort of barrel towards the end of the season this is probably a season he can't wait to end uh as fast as possible
0: well we can't wait to start the sprint danny what do you say Oh my God, starting
1: the sprint. Okay, I'm casting my eyes back. So both McLarens... Is this the one? No, so the incident was in the race. This was the one yes. where... Oh, we did have an incident on turn two on this one as well. Um, So uh, Piastri defends from his teammate on the right side. They all get around fairly good. On the exit of turn two, we see... Um, no, so Lando has a bad start, doesn't he? He ends up like toppling down, yeah. Pretty quickly. He's Russell like has a good one. He does. Yes. And Verstappen uh, w- also gets swamped. Um, yeah, uh, and Lando is back in fifth or sixth, I think, by the time they've they've reached that turn. Um, and then we see an Alphatari go off in the background, and it's Logan Sargent. And upon replay, as we're all sort of like, it's it's a beautiful a- awesome Sorry, Liam Lawson. Sorry, yes. Um, upon replay, we're sort of uh, half expecting there to be some sort of contact because it is a part of the track. We'll later see some of that happen um, where you tend to get a bit of uh, two into three and all that sort of stuff. But he just loses it, man. He just loses it. Out of cold tires, dusty track, whatever it is. They were struggling with grip all weekend. It's like The practice session was sort of not accurate either because it was the only time they were out in the daytime, basically. Um, so it gave them zero results at all. Um, or data, but yeah, he just he just lost it, and it's kind of a an unfortunate way to start your race week, your racing part of your weekend.
2: Well, that's actually what puts me in mind of something becomes a storyline for the whole weekend. This was a 19 lap uh, sprint race, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And after this race, uh, Pirelli issued a directive that no tire, any compound, would be allowed to run for more than 19 laps. Yeah. Uh, so, like, this was – there's stuff in this session that they were they were seeing, uh, you know, and, and I think they did some testing subsequent to that, that that indicated that they had not really dialed in the tires very well for this circuit at all. Though some of that is also to do with um, – I guess this, this track has different sorts of curbs yeah. than they are used to this is, year. is part of it. Say, yeah, this year they added a bunch of these curves that have sort of troughs
1: on the other sides of them. Which they were worried at the start of the weekend might cause these cars, which are riding quite low. Obviously, this is the last time we raced here was pre the new regs, um, that it would cause some underfloor damage. But actually, one thing that happened after we recorded the podcast last week, but before they started, is that they changed one of the turns. I think it's seventeen. They edged off the um, the, the the turn. It was a sharper turn, and they sort of made it rounder because. Um, They were also worried about the amount of, like, load that was hitting the front left, I think it was, because this is a clockwise track. Um, So they were worried there. And this is all coming off of what we talked about last week, which was this was the track back two years ago where there was just a bunch of tire failures that sort of seemed somewhat unexplainable. And they actually did resurface the track as well prior to this one too. And we talked last week about how this is kind of a bike track. So in many ways, you know, these sort of medium to high speed corners don't necessarily suit uh, the rubber they have here. But yeah, that was crazy for them to bring in that edict, which then of course really actually put the Red Bulls at a bit of a disadvantage. But I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get into the uh, the Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, I, I was surprised by my reaction to Lawson going off, going like, oh, I didn't expect that from him which is funny because like i've only watched him for like three races or something yeah um but you know it 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 takes uh only that long to uh, i guess get an opinion of somebody and even david Coulthard was like oh wow yeah that was surprising um but yeah I, i don't think it has done much to diminish his his uh shine um so yeah stay tuned for next year's silly season to see uh Probably not. It might be
2: a year-long silly season. We'll That's true. That, yeah, but. true. Um, yes, on on the restart, uh, one of the things that like Russell had a great start, the McLarens didn't. Uh, but the the restart, similar thing happens where we get Russell going straight at uh, Piastri immediately and getting him uh, going inside, and it looked really decisive. And the key difference there is Russell was on soft yeah. tires. And uh, Hamilton had gone to mediums, and then Piastri was on mediums as well. I think Norris was I – I don't think McLaren split strategy, did they? Correct. I think they were medium, medium. Yeah. Uh, but for a minute there, it looked like uh, Russell was just going to drive away with this thing. Uh, that the, that the, 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 so, the guys on soft tires were carving through the field pretty, pretty, pretty well, and you were almost getting kind of a weird sorting effect happening where the, the medium tires were, were sort of shuffling toward the bottom of the standings. Yeah, yeah. The softs were, were, were all bubbling up. And, you know, then the, the big question became, well, who's, how are these things going to hold up, uh, especially given what we knew about how that flowing nature of the circuit mm-hmm. that we talked about during the track walk, um, how was that going to affect tire wear and I don't think it was very long at all. I feel like, um, well, I guess <laughs> we didn't have very much racing before we did see Sargent. I think this is why uh, you misspoke earlier, Danny. Uh, poor, poor Logan Sargent, uh, to, to channel uh, David Hobbs talking about uh, Parald Ralph Schumacher. Uh, poor Logan Sargent went, went skidding off into the gravel and was taken out shortly after the, after the restart. I think he made it like a lap, lap and a yeah. half um it was was pretty fast and so we ended up with another uh you know another full course caution and yeah exactly
1: the i think and that's one thing that i was thinking maybe the strategy with the softs was that if they get enough safety cars they might be able to get Mm
0: -hmm. through
1: the sprint Uh, but in fairness to the 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 teams here they were able to get a lot of these cars out of that gravel because the thing with gravel is you just tend to have a lot more like double waved yellows, or in the modern era, probably just a safety car, just to be super super safe. Um, but they were actually able to get the cars off pretty quick, which I think helped a lot. Well, helped them on the mediums definitely, but it helped keep the racing, uh, flowing, which is important.
0: Yeah, although we did get three safety
2: cars in right, yeah. <laughs> 19, but they laps, were short. So.
1: They were that's the thing, and you know yeah. it wasn't like other circuits where it takes absolutely forever to get the cars off. You know.
2: Well, it's nice in a in a sprint. I'll give the sprint format this. Uh, there's really not a lot of upshot into taking advantage of a safety car to yeah. pit if you're assuming that no one is stopping for tires. Uh, so there, there's not a ton of people you're going to see, uh, you know, basically trying to exit like win it on tire strategy uh, through a through the Fluco safety car. Uh, but the racing that was that was really cooking was sometimes you get the sense that that Ocon Alonso did not. Part friends, uh, it was, things were testy toward the end of their time at at Alpine, and that sort of seemed to pick up both before Sergeant went off and and right after they were they were having a real a real battle out there on uh, out there on track. Really good hard racing. um Not a lot of not a lot of space being given, but also it didn't feel sketchy mm-hmm. as as far as how they were going at it. It was just like real uh, cutthroat racing. Um, also kind of cutthroat on the restart was Russell doing like timing it really well, backing the field up behind him and then launching, uh, to, to leave Piastri in the dust. And yeah, that was, that, that was a minute where it felt like he might drive away with this, but I feel like immediately after, uh, cause I made this note lap eight. Uh, so lap after the, the, the restart, you see Russell go purple, uh, and then Piastri starts saying purple yeah. sectors, meaning that like whatever Russell's standing purple time was, it is now being bested as Piastri is going around the track. And George was not extending that mm-hmm. lead, uh, despite having that that great launch off the start. And that was probably the first inkling I had that, oh wow, uh, the softs don't—they're not long for this yeah, world. Lap, lap this ten track.
1: it was, I think, when Piastri got that radio call confirming basically that that like the soft runners are starting to struggle now this race is going to come back to us um
0: yeah and it's the lap prior that uh, Verstappen just blasts by Leclerc mm-hmm. on the main straight for, for fourth place after the Ferraris who are also on softs had just blitzed him and Norris <laughs> at the start yeah. um and then uh signs this and a little bit before that had tried to take it to Piastri um but uh Piastri did hold that position Uh, and and kept second place. But yes, so uh, on lap 10, Piastri gaining on Russell um, and just cruises by him with DRS. And at the same time, Norris gets by Leclerc into turn one for fifth place. And immediately after that, (laughs) we cut to a big cloud of dust and a couple of cars off the road in the gravel trap. And one of those cars is Sergio Perez effectively sealing... Verstappen's championship victory. Yes,
1: done and dusted. Uh, Three into one, we got here. Do you want me to talk talk through it? Sure. Yeah. So I guess uh, when the when it all happened, you could see a Haas driving away, um, and then the struck in Red Bull of Perez, and then very slowly in the dust as it started to settle, you could also see uh, Ocon sitting out there as well, Um, effectively turning around, coming around turn one. You had, uh, you had Ocon attempting to go around the outside of Hulkenberg. Uh, Perez was behind Hulkenberg or behind Ocon when he was trying to do that. But with the two of them battling, Perez managed to get um, up the inside of Hulkenberg as well. Ocon wouldn't have necessarily known that. This wasn't a... We'll talk about the start of um, the Grand Prix on turn one and why that's a little bit different. Um, so he is going around the outside of hulkenberg hulkenberg is you know getting squeezed from the right side from perez hulkenberg to his credit did in the end slam on the brakes try to get out of it like he Mm -hmm. he noticed that ocon wouldn't have known the door closing exactly and perez 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 perhaps could have known that ocon was there but he didn't he was also like leaving plenty of room like this wasn't a a situation in which sergio was actually in at fault or anything Uh, Hulkenberg attempted maybe this is why his his car kept going for a little while Um, he did try and slam on the brakes but it was just a little bit too late Ocon hits the uh, front left of Hulkenberg his nose turns in basically shreds the entire side pod of Sergio on the left hand side Um, both cars go out and they are they are done and dusted and Hulkenberg was soon to retire right I think it was a lap later he came in yeah yeah racing incident one of those ones but it's not exactly helping Checo's cause you know
0: Certainly no, not. No, it
2: was it was unfortunate because it was a bit it reminded me a bit of uh, the famous like Hakkinen Schumacher battle at Spa, but like the positions are flipped because in this case the live bat the, the the battle that like the two drivers knew they were engaged in a battle, and the third car joining instead of being pursuing Mika Hakkinen and them catching up with a slower car up ahead, it's Perez seeing an opportunity to maybe bag both, but it comes up so fast that like. I don't think they ever fully internalized that a third party had joined the battle, yeah. um, and so he was just like, "It was a gap you got to go for." It, you know, it didn't work out, but in terms of that, those were good positions to 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 get. It damn near worked, and I think he he was. I think he had the pace on both of them. Uh, just you know, didn't didn't go that way. But sometimes that's just the nature of the. The rut you're in with F1. Yeah, because it was a messy one because Ocon was basically had been overtaken by
1: Hulkenberg on the way into one. So it was it was one of those switchback overtakes he was attempting to do. And yeah, there's just too much going on, I guess, for especially those two. Uh, Perez, like I said, kind of had an idea of what was going on, but he's not who squeezed them. It was it was Ocon coming back in who who was obviously ahead of both of them when they were going down the straight. So, yeah, unfortunate one of those ones.
0: Yeah, we do get a third safety car and then a resta- restart on lap 14. Piastri now in the lead and the M medium tires have much more life in them. Verstappen gets by Russell into second. And a few laps later, Norris gets by Leclerc into fifth and then signs just a few corners later for fourth place. And on the final lap, Norris squeezes by Russell to take third while Hamilton, who's also on mediums, uh, gets by Leclerc and signs into fifth. So those like... I don't think the teams knew that the timing was going to be like that, but it really, really worked out for the medium runners. Uh, so in the end, the sprint was won by one Oscar Piastri. Uh, the commentators love to say his first victory in F1. Yes. Which I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Not, what you're not saying. As, it's
1: not a Grand Prix. It's a, yeah. We're still not sure what to call any of this. So Oscar was delighted to pull up to Parc Ferme. And then have uh, Max Verstappen <laughs> drive onto a very colourful podium. <laughs> I felt, right. I felt for him, but yeah, you know, I guess that's what's going to happen. But it is very funny how like Verstappen's winning of this of the of the championship has been such a moosh point for, for basically like months at this. St- like nobody yeah. really has ever given any credence to the idea that Checo is going to catch up with him. Like. It's been a ma- mathematical certainty only recently, but it was like a logical certainty certainty, you know, back in May. <laughs> like if it, yeah. it felt like the writing was on the wall. So I, I could not have been less I could, it was almost like weird to be celebrating and winning the championship. It was like
0: all right, yeah. Well he only needed three points <laughs> going into the sprint. You're like Somebody
2: okay. Somebody wrote in last week that like Maybe for run there should be like a mercy rule where like once you've locked up the championship, it's like thank you, uh, no more racing, goodbye, <laughs> and we just like run Formula One point five for the remainder of the year. And like, I mean, one that'd be awesome <laughs> if we just like hey, like great, like you you prestige, it's like higher it, <laughs> now they ascend,
1: gonna... they like they get yeah,
0: out, yeah.
2: yes, yes. But the other <laughs> thing that's just so funny is like. It, it is just not it it is just not an interesting story is the yeah. thing and there's only so many ways you can write like wow like uh, max is just so hooked up with that car like what a triumph of engineering what perfect execution week after week guy badly needs a rival and like he needs he, like it's one of those things for for the legacy question the guy needs to bag a championship yeah. against someone who's in similar machinery and a ref isn't throwing the result at the last minute, like one way or the other, like, but he desperately needs, he desperately needs that. Like, I wonder how, I wonder how we'd regard Hamilton if Rosberg hadn't nabbed that one championship. Yeah. And like,
1: just that and in one. fairness, like even some of his other, you know, Bottas and, uh, you know, he's had, and Rosberg, the years he didn't win, at least, felt there was a, there was more yeah. of a fight than what we're getting with Checo. You know what I mean? You know, and and, yeah, I, I, think, and I think I think Max has had that in non championship winning seasons with other drivers too. It's just that yeah. it's sort of in a way he's unlucky that it's happening now. Um, yeah, I I I also felt bad for him that I I cannot imagine a of over the last ten races as the sprint in Qatar might have been the most depressing place to win the championship. Like, of all, because it's like the second time we've been here, it was a sprint race. It wasn't even the Grand Prix. Like, it wasn't any of the, like, you know. So weird energy.
0: I think uh, I saw a headline (laughs) in uh, Race Fans that said 38,000 people watched in person. Okay, yeah. Max Verstappen win the championship. Yeah,
1: that's a bit of a bummer. Like, like he could have been in it's Vegas, not, and that's a new a ton of people. That might be a bad track, but like it'll be fun. Yeah. Or it could have been Interlagos. Or, I guess Cota might. That's have been like was. a really good A's game.
2: <laughs> he should have faked. <laughs> he should have like faked pulling Hammy or something, like yeah. getting into the car, and then like, shit, I just gotta. I'll see you in Vegas.
1: Maybe that was Checo's yeah. master plan, just to make him. He was banking on. Getting it somewhere fun, no. Yeah, I felt I felt bad for him, but they tried to make it fun with the little light up, drive the car up thing, which we haven't seen in a while. They used they there was a time where they did that for every race, and then they stopped. Remember, was it the start of the season where they had the little drive up? I, every time they do it, I'm worried. I'm worried but they're, it's gonna be like you know when you pull in to get your oil change, and you're like just terrified you're gonna drive down the little hole in the middle and <laughs> kill somebody. Yeah. yeah, I was
2: well. Yes, every time, every time. And, like, in my head, in my head, I'm like, that hole is so huge. like My my car could just fall into it like a car in Ghostbusters. And, like, the reality is, like, it's a tiny little slot. But the other part was, uh, was that just cameras correcting for the change in exposure? Or did they dim the track? Because there was a cut to when he was oh. pulling up on the little stand. And the lights cut so dramatically that I was like, oh, God, did they just lose power to the circuit or something. turn the floods off
1: yeah I don't know I wonder
2: if they turned the floods off to make that little stage area pop more hopefully before all the cars came in because they don't have lights on them <laughs> it's it looked dark when people were pulling up that was yes that occurred to me
0: uh, as for the rest of the result Lando Norris uh, rounded out the podium for the sprint followed by George Russell Lewis Hamilton Carlos Sainz Alex Albon uh, and Fernando Alonso rounding out the points paying positions Uh, Pierre Gasly in ninth, Valtteri Bottas in 10th, followed by Sunoda, Leclerc, Magnuson, Joe, and Stroll in 15th. The DNFs of this 19-lap race, (laughs) Hulkenberg, Ocon, Perez, Sargent, and Lawson. I was afraid for what this would portend for the actual race. I was excited. Uh, And we probably would have gotten that had not uh, the FIA issued their edict uh, for... Uh, No more than 18 laps on one set of tires. Um, That is inclusive, by the way, of the laps that they had done in prior sessions. Yes. Yes. Very true.
1: It did seem that we were going to get a real, um, you know, tire strategy, safety car-esque race. I don't really know if that's what happened in the end. It seemed to be pretty by the numbers.
0: Well, it affects... So what the tire rule did is effectively forced a lot of hands in terms of pit stop strategy, which... Did make the race kind of hard to follow at, at times, yeah. but as race fans pointed out, um, this also sort of made it a flat-out race. Uh, I have a quote here from their article. In the previous races, Red Bull's strength has been extracting consistently quick lap times from its tires the longer it runs them for. Denied the option of running the tires as long as they would have liked. A key aspect of Red Bull's superiority was neutralized. So in that respect, uh, it did make things a little more interesting, but let's run down the race grid here. Max Verstappen did start on top, Uh the true pole position from qualifying. <laughs> Behind him, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, then Fernando Alonso, Charles Leclerc in fifth. Oscar Piastri uh, had a time good enough for third place, but had his race time deleted during his interview. Yeah. Killer. <laughs> Which was a killer. Uh, Pierre Gasly lines up seventh, Esteban Ocon eighth, Valtteri Bottas ninth, and Lando Norris in 10th. He also had his time deleted um, and uh, was escorted away from the, the top three circle. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda 11th. Carlos Sainz uh, qualified 12th, but is a DNS. He did not start for this race due to a fuel leak. Uh, the commentators saying that Ferrari had replaced the energy store, the battery, on both of the cars, and that may have, they were surmising, potentially caused uh, a fuel leak that could not be repaired on uh, Signs' his car. Uh, in 13th place, Alex Albon, uh, followed by Hokenberg, Sargent in 15th, Lance Stroll in that six, 16th uh, place that he loves so much. Uh, Liam Lawson, 17th, Kevin Magnussen in 18th, Joghwan U, 19th, and Sergio Perez uh, in 20th, qualified 13th, but um, because of that incident in the sprint, had to change some power unit elements and thus starts from the pit lane. Yes. So, um, the, a funny side effect of signs being a DNS is that oh, this no. caused Hulkenberg oh, no. right. to line up happened. accidentally in signs's slot.
2: Did you see the replay? Yeah, he knew, he knew, yeah. he knew. The, the double take, though, the beat where he pulls it up neatly and he starts <laughs> looking around and you can just see the coin drop. So, yeah, yeah. just he was... It was the most Sims-ass. Like, if they ever do, like, Sims, but you can be, like, a race driver now, yeah, that was a total, like, oh, no. (laughs) Such a Uh, That
0: that earned him, unfortunately, a 10-second penalty in the race. Uh, But, Danny, why don't you take us through the start? Sure. Uh, So they they all get off the line, and um,
1: Hamilton, being in third position, manages to get that little bit of toe off of Max. Max... Drives to the right side uh, to basically cover off Russell. And then Hamilton, smartly and tactically, kind of boxes Russell in a little bit. Like he's now got that open bit of space that has just sort of appeared as Max has turned over. So Hamilton's going to go and fill that space. Um, As they approach turn one, uh, you know, they sort of fan out. You know, Russell, there's enough space around. Uh, the outside of uh, Verstappen where Hamilton has sort of moved over to take the outside line uh, around turn one. Now, the outside line around turn one is going to be the dirtiest, you know, least attractive part of the track to have any grip coming out of it. So it's going to behoove Hamilton to get this overtake done as quickly as humanly possible so we can turn in as quickly as you can. Unfortunately, Hamilton turns in way too quick. Um uh, he subsequently has apologized uh, to Russell that the uh, Mercedes team were very eager to put on their Instagram after <laughs> the race as a story. Um, but yeah, he hits the front of Russell's car with such severity that his uh, one of his wheels comes off and Hamilton is uh, straight out into the dirt. Um, both uh, drivers protest uh, over the radio, blaming the other, but uh, pretty soon afterwards it was pretty clear to see that this was a hamilton mistake
2: russell ever the politician stopped short of saying of of blaming he said we we talked about this two races in a row guys guys and then and and just comes back on the
1: radio like a lap later and is maybe even more diplomatic He sort of like is apologizing but saying like i didn't have anywhere to go like like, he's a bit worried, maybe,
2: that maybe he was a bit wrong or something. Well, so and, and here's the thing. So, like, and, and Hamilton was a bit heated immediately after being like, I just got taken up by my own yeah. teammate and when they asked him how he's doing. It was one of those things where, like, ultimately, Hamilton had a lot of track to the outside, mm. to the left. He, like, he didn't need to cut across that steeply. Uh, the, the balance of the blame probably does lie with him. But Russell had put himself in a box. Like sometimes it goes that way. Like you're 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 drafting up behind somebody, and there's just nowhere to cut out to. Like he was going to have to be baulked heading into that corner, and instead he tried to swerve out to maintain a bit more speed to go get Max. But like he'd already kind of lost that line. You know, uh, Lewis was coming on fast, so it's like uh, kind of one of those quintessential. Uh, you know, you'd say maybe it's a bit more lewis's fault but to my way of thinking there was an inherent weakness to the tactic george adopted at the start which was just that you know you're leaving the other lane effectively open to anyone who's coming up fast uh, you know alongside you and you're not in control of that anymore um he was he was driving into the tide he was dri- he was driving in on the inside le- line
0: yeah,
1: I w- yeah. I w- I guess it's thinking in your head is like in that instance is Russell driving against Hamilton or is he driving against Verstappen? Like is he thinking about turn 2 and thinking about being on the on the inside of turn 2 and this is where I want to be. Is he thinking you know what if I go take this lane then I'm trying t- I get I can break later than I can if I'm right stuck behind Max and then that maybe benefits me or maybe I'll be I'll be I'll be you know I'll be in a difficult position for Lewis. Uh, The one thing that definitely sticks with me is that Lewis knew where everyone was, right? Because he's it's not it's not like the race, the sprint race where there's this mishmash of things that have happened and a knock on kind of doesn't really realize that they're going three into two. Hamilton knows that Max is where he is, and he's going to have to break and take that turn. So you you can imagine that he knows that they're all going to pull out a little bit more, which makes the sort of rashness of the turn he
2: did. It was an optimistic overtake, maybe. I do wonder how much te- how much the teams coordinate this stuff. You yeah, know, like I feel like that's probably a, a spe- well, especially that in the wake of stuff like this, maybe you talk about <laughs> it more in the pre-race uh, meeting. But it's one of those cases where this kind of thing is foreseeable. You know, in ter- in terms of how the the opening could could shake out. And I do wonder to what degree do the drivers kind of stake out. Intentions uh, based on what Max is. So, do. and the other thing that is maybe worth mentioning that I should
1: have said earlier was that uh, Hamilton's on softs and the other guys are on mediums, right? In this situation. Oh, it flipped around. Yes, uh, for the race. So, there? I believe Hamilton on the uh, formation lap said, "I'm going to be gobbled up by these guys." Like he's complaining that he's on softs and the rest of them aren't. That. Um, if I'm, I think am I am I right? But, no, but wait, that would help him. It at the would start. help him at the start. I think it's that he's going to be gobbled up later on. Am I remembering this yeah. right? I think that's, I think that was the case, and that perhaps he was o- overly eager to get race posi- race position, considering that he maybe had to like get the jump on him in the softs early so that he could he could warrant that uh, that tire choice at the start. Uh, you know, these 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 races m- mix yeah. together a little bit in my head, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I remember that being the case. Beforehand and maybe thinking in the moment, oh, maybe that's why he went for it so so sure, 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 so dramatically. But you're right, like sure, like I would have thought that two cars behind Verstappen in that situation, much in the way the McLarens were first and seconds, like they surely had conversations about what their strategies were going to be um, uh, in the sprint race. Um, so yeah, it's a shame that you know for Mercedes fans that they cut to a bunch of Hamilton fans in the crowd in the crowd, and I felt really bad for <laughs> yeah. them because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you don't get to see him driving around now. We don't get to see Lewis in the mix there um, at the top of the field.
0: Well, Russell Pitts, um, having made it, uh, stayed out of the gravel, uh, he comes back, puts it on a new set of mediums, and is effectively committing to a four-stop race because of that, uh, that weird, you know, 18-lap stint uh, that everyone is mandated to do, <laughs> uh, or no more, rather. Um, and by lap six, he has made it up to 14th, and goes around the outside of Sergio Perez. He, on the hard tires to Russell's mediums. Uh, and Russell just keeps going. He gets by Joe and the Williams cars in the next few laps. Uh, Norris also on the move, having lost a number of positions at the start. Claus back sixth place from Leclerc at the first corner on lap 19. And it's not until lap 21 or so when Russell finally hits Gasly that he encounters a bit of resistance. Gasly pushes him wide, but Russell does get him on the next lap for seventh. Uh, and one big battle in the middle of this race is between the McLarens and Alonso. Uh, and on lap 28, Norris pits, and I think this is where this happens, smashes the pit stop record yeah. with a 1.8 flat, ensuring that he comes out ahead of Alonso. Uh, it's it's wild. I will put a link to that in the show notes. There's like a 60-second YouTube Didn't video. they
2: do their damnedest to like legislate sub two second pit stops out of existence. Yeah. Cause like the big thing was they changed how the wheel guns, yes. uh, register like that. There's that the, 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 the wheel safe, uh, and ready to release. They like slowed that down so that somebody has to actually like, pa- like pause a beat and like take note that everything's clear. So this is a wild like they have they have changed how uh pit stops work to basically try and prevent people from routinely breaking 2 seconds. This is like one of those shattering like did that car actually stop? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it just it just looks so smooth. It's like what you imagine. It's it it's the perfect pit stop. It just looks no no one makes anything um any wrong move. It's uh it's pretty I wild. For, watch. I forget who's in the box ahead of them. Uh, but when they, you know that
1: you, you, you know, you have the courteous uh, other pick crews oh, yeah. uh-huh. holding the holding the wires in. Did you see the reaction mm-hmm. from the guy? He's like he's like shaking his hand like yeah. Ooh,
2: hot. Ooh, like he doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah he
1: like he like you know ga- game respects game them a little bit <laughs> right <and laughs> yeah, it's pretty good it must yeah it was that was pretty nice I like that
2: uh, I'm just noting like my notes for this race are so wild though like. Yeah. The sheer number of stuff happening, I think, because this like everyone's doing quality laps, everyone's like just pitting, like rapid fire. The sheer number of fights that are happening there's, throughout there's all so many. this are just—it's it's just nuts.
0: Yeah, because you've got you've got people on different strategies coming in at different times. Because it's, again, it's not really about tire strategy or pit strategy so much as it is about like we got you know we just got we have to we're mandated to pit, Um and we got some safety cars going on. Like yeah,
2: you're right. It's just kind of. Everything happening all the time. Um, I wanted to call out, did you see it lap 22? I think we got one of the best helicopter shots of the year. Oh, really? Uh, as it was just like full tilt helicopter running parallel to the track, capturing like an entire run of the cars heading through... Uh, I think like the back sectors of the race, mm. with like all the stadium lights catching Ooh, the water vapor, nice. just an, an incredible moment. Like like one of those things where you know that helicopter was like probably like standing off waiting to hit it mm-hmm. to get this like cinematic shot, and it was uh, it was great. Like I have mixed feelings sometimes about these these venues, but man, these night races out in the desert are photogenic. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Speaking of Alonzo, on lap 33, he has a wobble similar to one he had early in the the race, except this time he flies off into the gravel, does well to keep the car moving, though, and rejoins the track, albeit at a pretty high rate of speed. I didn't see whether he got dinged for that or not. Uh, That's a good point. I
2: don't know that I did see him getting dinged, but it was like kind of a textbook unsafe rejoin. Yeah, he just... Because the Ferraris were right there. back on there.
1: Because he, he hits an escape road, right? So he's, he's just driving yep. down this road that's not yep. being
2: used, and it kind of just turns on. Yeah, You can't pull that in Forza. <laughs> yeah, you're right. that's right. Uh, well, also, though, bearing in mind, because I had this note, lap 26, this is my first inkling something weird was maybe going on with this race. Lap 26, Alonzo got, before this incident, Alonzo got on the radio and reported his seat was burning. That's right. And was there anything they could do? Uh, and then, even jokes like "Can you throw some water on me?" Right.
0: Which, as yeah, the commentator, t- not a joke. The commentators pointed out, definitely used to happen in like IndyCar and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, and, and maybe not a 35.
2: joke. Uh, well, and the reason apparently they can't do it is because that is technically adding weight to the car. <laughs> That's uh, wow. so that is that is the real reason you can't That's do amazing. that. Is because that is one of the ways you know how, you know how, like. Closely, they cut it yeah. with with weights. Uh, yeah, if you're dumping buckets of water in there, you're weighing down uh, the cockpit a bit. Lap 35, uh, as Russell and Joe are renewing, re- renewing their duels, Sargent reports uh, that he is feeling really, really unwell. Mm. Um, and they ask him whether he can continue. And he, he, he says he wants to. Uh, he says, I want to see this through. i give you my word. Uh, and then my next note, lap 41, he gets on the radio and is like, I really don't feel well. I need to stop. Mm. And they tell him there's no shame in it. And I thought I meant, that meant like I need to pull into the pits. The minute he comes off it, he comes all the way off it. Yeah. Uh, he went into like limp mode and pulled off to the side and just like coasted to the pits. I think
0: he was partially letting people pass him, but like he did not seem eager to get back to the pits. I think he just wanted to, or not, not get back there as fast as he could. He just wanted to like stop racing so hard.
2: Uh, and well, I'm get, not sure. He, I wonder if he could, right? Basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. he still maintained the pace? Because the other thing is, so that happened in lap 41. I I don't know if I if I noted it. Um. Yeah. So lap 46. Camera cuts the Williams oh my garage. Gosh. He's just now managing to lift himself out of the yeah. car. Uh
1: it with was, their health. So it was, that like, was... it was like Senna when he went into Lagos. You know what I mean? Like when they yeah. had to pull him out of the car. Um yeah, that was really that was the first inclination really, I think, to me of, oh no, this is actually this is this is, this heat is is an issue. This is worse than Singapore.
0: Yeah, I mean we, we hear about that sometimes, right? Like, oh the drivers lose like a kilogram or three pounds pounds or whatever whatever. yeah yeah um and then but to actually have like not only an f1 driver who they're pretty fit but a young guy yeah get literally toasted worth mentioning Um, that he
1: was he had been battling some type of other sickness in the days before so that might have also compounded a bit but then did you see the shot of was it russell it must have been russell um like, cooling his hands or something. Did you see yeah. that? Mm-hmm.
2: Driving yeah, down. Yeah, going strange. down. Bolt tilt down the straight, yeah, and dr- and steering with his wrists, uh, trying to cool his hands off, and cracking the visor, which uh, I think Karuna mentioned. The track is so sandy, you really don't want to do right. that. But we saw multiple drivers cracking the visor. Wow. That is crazy. Oh, well, are you even legally allowed to do that?
0: Uh, well, like, sure.
1: Safety-wise, like, I wonder.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Did you
0: see... Um, or hear, hear or read what happened to Ocon? No. So uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a headline here, also on race fans. Quote, you'd need to kill me before I withdraw from a race. s when Ocon said he would never voluntarily withdraw from a race, however bad he felt, after vomiting in his car
2: in the Qatar Grand Prix. Oh, my God. In the helmet. I think Gasly said he threw up twice uh, starting around lap 15. You're kidding. So this is what heat stroke does to you.
0: Right. And heat stroke is not... You can die from heat stroke. Yeah,
2: not, a, not, not something to mess around with. No, it's like... Because it's one of those things where... Uh, we'll talk about this more in the, in the post-race, but, like, heat exhaustion is the, like, you're still in control to some extent of, like, you can stop exerting yourself and, like, nothing physiologically has happened that can't sort of be, like, stopped. Right. Uh, heat stroke... Things are beginning to like take on a life of yes. their own. Your
1: core body temperature does reaches a certain point. There are things going on that you are no longer in control
0: of. That, yeah. And this this whole like it's not an option. Retiring. I was never going to do that. You need to kill me to retire. Well, kill yourself,
2: like, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. The, you might get your wish.
2: Yeah. Esteban, you try hard, nerd. <laughs> it just, but it, 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 we, we get it. You worked really hard to be here, it, yeah. but man. It's, in fairness, like, that's a, that's
1: a really good line, big uh, for that sort of really does lay the uh, the blame, I guess, or the responsibility of this on F one's shoulders, on the FIA, because like if the drivers saying, look, we're gonna drive no matter what. You know? Yeah, you can't leave it up to these ears. Exactly, you
2: it's not, <laughs> This reminds it's me. It's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Which is the point Gasly made when talking about Spa, right? Uh, and just like visibility in the rain, mm-hmm. where I think Gasly made the point where it's like, we're drivers. We're going to go. Yeah. Like, we are going to, we are, we are going to charge into it. Uh, and it's a similar sort of thing. These guys. And this was the thing, like, I guess Sargent hit a breaking point. Um, it's really unfortunate because, you know, you know what the stakes are for him every mm-hmm. race yeah. now. But if there was if there was a guy out there who would have had an incentive to push it way past good sense, it would have been it would have been sergeant. This is a guy, who, you know, theoretically is, you know, driving his, for his career. And do you really want to be the only guy who retires uh, from right. this due to due to the heat? Do you want to be the one who looks like, well, you were softer than the other mm. 19 drivers uh, on the well signs didn't uh, start, but. You know what I mean? Like, you know, do you want to be the one the, the the one guy who tapped out, uh, due to feeling under the weather. that's probably not a position that the driver should be placed in. Um yeah, uh, yeah it was it was it was really gnarly. Yeah. Alban had to be pulled out of his car as well after the fact.
1: It was a Ugh, yeah. God.
2: Not good. I, I heard it sort of like Stroll like got out of his car and like kind of drunkenly reeled toward an ambulance that was standing nearby to get taken wow. care of. Like it was that it was that bad, um, which it was like I think they, you know, in some of the post-race stuff they're talking about, it was really humid um, for this time of like Qatar at this time of year. The nights are warmer and they are humid. Uh, and when they've run this race historically and when they did the World Cup, it was lighter and it was drier uh, and it just never – it was 90 degrees and humid when the race rolled off. Oh, God. Um, yes. And Russell talking about that cracking that visor and all you're getting hit with is, like, hot air. Um, I, I think Bottas was, you know, describing it as... One of the drivers described it as, like, near torture. Um, which I can't imagine. Like, you know, we talked about how un- physically uncomfortable these cockpits are. Like, you're, there is no room to move around uh, by design. And then you're sort of cut, like... You're pressed up against a ton of really hard-working electronics. Like imagine like the innate human, like, you know, I mean, all F1 drivers have have sort of conquered the claustrophobia that comes with climbing into a cockpit like that. Yeah. I don't even like, but then like the temperature just keeps going up and up and up and up and you're not allowed to stop. Yeah. Don't even want to
0: think about it. I mean, this, this race was weird top to bottom. Um, we should also point out that there were tons of track limits penalties all over the place. Uh, you know, toward the end here, it's sort of a race between the two McLarens. Um, and despite the fast stops Norris does not get out ahead of Piastri uh and kind of spends the rest of the time chasing his teammate down trying to lobby his team to let him through
2: uh Gasly also you, go ahead what do you think that radio message where they tell him we're happy with where things are and just like you know maintain position do you remember i've never heard a driver sing his <laughs> argument back to the team did, did you note that yeah like, are i forget you sure? exactly yeah. I'm clearly faster. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was the most, like, shit-eating... Lando's a weird uh, dude. He is kind of a bizarre guy. I mean, he's just... He is
0: so weird. He's a Discord
1: yeah. kid, right? He, Yeah. Uh, he, he's yeah. on voice comms, you know, with mm-hmm. his engineer or with his mates in the esports world. That's that's his thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Gasly also having a weird race, goes off track to pass Troll. He's then instructed to give the position back, which he does, but also cedes a place to Perez in, at the same time, then passes him again a few laps later, but also <laughs> appears to go off track. Uh, very, very strange race, but it finally does end. Everyone can get out and go sit in their ice bath garbage cans. Uh, Max Verstappen wins the race. What do you know? Also gets fastest lap. Oscar Piastri comes home in second. Another podium for him. And Lando Norris in third. Then we've got George Russell, Charles Leclerc, Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, Joe Guan Yu finishing in ninth place. Getting two points after having started in 19th place. Effectively the back of the grid because Sergio Perez started uh, in the pit lane. Way to go, Joe. Uh, And then Sergio Perez finally does round out the top 10 Uh, behind him. Lance Stroll just can't get anything from this weekend. He finishes 11th outside the points. Pierre Gasly, 12th. Alex Albon, 13th. Kevin Magnussen, 14th. Yuki Sinoda, 15th. Then Hulkenberg, Lawson, and then the DNFs of Sargent and Hamilton, and the DNS of Sainz. Okay, that is the Qatar Race Weekend uh, recap. We are going to take a break, and then we will get back to you with the news all right danny the news uh oh you we've we already covered news. your 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 news story <laughs> here with lance droll getting a talking to from the fia um second news item here real quick one pirelli is going to be our tire sponsor through the year 2027 mm. um and this from the autosport article bridgestone is known to have made a substantial financial offer but in the end F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali and Liberty Media have decided to stick with the known quantity of Pirelli, which I guess makes sense because this sport really does hinge on tires. Like, why would you take the gamble on completely,
2: you know, going with an unknown? Awkward weekend, though, for this.
0: for this To
2: come through where it's like, uh, fellas. <laughs> We need we need you to not run the tires so much. It would have been worse uh, if they were all exploding all over the place. Yes, they did not want an yeah, American is, Grand Prix <laughs> to, to right. happen here. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah, it, that's that's true, and and also like I think Pirelli's probably proven at this point they're well set up to take on what can be a thankless role because it's like if the. If The racing's not interesting enough. Uh, we need to change the tire. We need you to reformulate the tires and give us give us tires. It'll do better racing. Uh, and then you do that, and the drivers are all like, "These tires suck. I hate them." Great. All right. Well, enjoy your enjoy uh enjoy your brand your your uh you know your brand presentation in in F one right. as everyone just like bashes the tires uh constantly.
0: Well, speaking of scapegoats. Rob, is
2: it scapegoating? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think we now have to formally acknowledge that the Sergio Perez death watch uh, has begun, <laughs> <laughs> because Red Bull have, for them, been somewhat circumspect about like his decline in form. Uh, you know, obviously they were probably distracted by trying to find some atlases uh, to, to figure out where Sergio is from. Uh, but now that they've they've pinned that down, uh, they have they, they have decided that he's just not getting it. He's just not getting the job done. Uh, and Horner, I can't tell if these are from two different interviews where he just like backs the car up and over Perez's dead body or whether it's just like two stories being generated by the same press scrum and. Uh, He said, I think we really need to sit down with Checo because we know what he's capable of and he's not hitting that form at the moment. We desperately need him to find that form to keep this second place in the championship. And then he also starts musing about their rivals uh, and the strengths they have in in F1. You can see Mercedes have a pair of uh, drivers uh, McLaren have a you saw closely matched drivers. Mc, M- McLaren have a pair, Ferrari have a pair, they're quite tight between their respective drivers. I think we've had that at the earlier point in the year, but as the season has gone on, it's become more variant. We just need to get Checo back to the best form he's capable of.
0: Man. Um I don't know where Danny went, but I'm just gonna keep rolling with this.
2: <laughs> um, That's how they're gonna do Checo too. Yeah, it's just just Hey, wasn't weren't there two of these guys? No christian horner got you danny
1: did oh, th- th- yeah did you guys keep podcasting or we did yeah, yeah. We, okay. we kept rolling appreciate it do you know, okay do you know what happened But anyway like can i tell you what happened because it is quite funny what happened yeah my internet cut off and i was like what's going on i looked up at the time and i was like i think this is about the time i checked into this hotel yesterday and bought that 24 hours of premium <laughs> internet
2: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
1: So I had to disconnect from the internet, put in my reconnect, do the thing, and that so I'm good. I'm good for another twenty
2: four hours, boys. Great. Let's go. This is yeah. uh well, your <laughs>
0: Patreon dollars are uh going towards Danny's. Animal. I'll just
2: say though, like those comments from Christian do not sound like oh yeah, go go on, Checo. you got a full season to turn this boat around. Mm-hmm. Uh this th- this feels like the seat is just uh scorching guitar like uh, <laughs> hot for him heading into next year.
0: Yeah, well, Uh, so, all right, here are my two options here for, or three options, I guess, for, for pairing Max Verstappen with, uh, with a capable teammate. One, Sergio Perez. Uh, two, Daniel Ricciardo with two broken wrists or Liam Lawson straight in. What do you think?
1: Not the third one. We've, we've already ruined enough young men (laughs) (laughs) with that strategy. Um, I mean... I mean, can't, I mean, God, they really messed up if they have to bring, do an emergency Ricardo
0: on this one. Like, everyone
1: fucked up if that's
0: what, isn't that like why they're sticking with him? Like, isn't that the whole plan here? Why are they bringing him back? Why, why,
1: Ricardo? You think like the only reason he's in Alpha is to, is to eventually come
0: through? Yeah. Or, or to, it doesn't, they don't seem to be talking a whole lot about Yuki Tsunoda. Although oh, yeah yeah he has yeah. been pretty solid I would say this season, um, I don't know man Red Bull is industry.
2: Like nothing suggests that he's ready for the pressure cooker of of that team, and I'm not sure that team is capable of with the tone deafness uh, with which they can handle international drivers, and also just like <laughs> yes. the, the the lack of patience and sympathy they have for anyone who's not like just yeah. rock solid. Um, I'm not sure it's a good environment. Look. Here's here's a question. What's Alex Palou's super license point situation mm. now that he's bagged mm. uh another IndyCar championship?
0: I think he's I think he's in the green.
2: I think he is too. Like I got to believe. Uh, look, I think if there's any if there's any F1 teams that have possible vacancies they're looking at and they're not at least toying with like might this guy be willing to come over? And do it. I think I think you're a fool if you're not considering that. And I know that they've all got their drivers programs that like you need to show that there's a path to promotion and all that. But like Y'all, you, you guys you guys followed IndyCar this year. Like he didn't just win IndyCar. Like he beat the shit out of them. Yeah. So I don't know. That like that's that's probably the best. It's probably the best driver on the market if you can if you can bring him or if you can figure out a way to swing it. Does he have cause he's a reserve for McLaren, right? I think he is. I think that's uh, right. famously not. No. Is he not? Okay. That's what remember the, that that's a good thing. I do, but, but he's not McLaren. you're right. Yeah, you're right. He he isn't, yeah. That relationship is not that's not there anymore. Is so
0: he? is so. it um No, Danny, it's um uh Award? it's your boy yeah pato I, I think so
2: yeah okay
0: Cause, all right uh, my
1: my interest in below is because he is actually spanish as well like has he always want like there's just like the general thing of don't european open wheel drivers want to be in f1 the, um, the has he i don't know much about his past like has he had uh desires to be in like he was in was he in gp3 Polo? Is that a
0: question below i think absolutely does right. um I, uh, I have a list here of who has the super license points to, uh, yeah. to compete next year. Um, at FIA underscore SL underscore. Definitely not an official FIA Twitter account. Um, has maintains a Google Doc okay. spreadsheet. Great. Um, which I will link in the show notes. Um and we have a, a number of names here. I think there are uh, 37. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm just going to point some names out here. Uh, at the top tied Joseph Newgarden and Scott Dixon with 90 points. You need 40 to raise an F1. Uh, Alex Pelot has 88, so he's, he's in third. Uh, Teo Porcher, mm. um, Robert Schwartzman, Jose Maria Lopez, Mike Conway, Antonio Felix, DaCosta, and Rio Hirakawa are the top 10. Um, scrolling down a little bit, we got who else to recognize? Mitch Evans, Will Power, Felipe Drugovich, Jack Doohan, uh, Arthur LeClaire, Charles' brother. yeah, uh, Robin Freins, Eduardo Mortara, Scott McLaughlin, uh, blah, 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 Callum Eilat, um, Shane Van Ginsbergen, and one, Ferdinand Habsburg oh my god
2: oh wait hold on <laughs> oh my god we can bring his there. highness <laughs> that's right into <laughs> the king of European sports wow. the emperor the yes. emperor
1: you're right yeah amazing um, uh, Palo did a race in 2018 in Formula 3 okay came 7th there you go uh, yeah so plenty plenty of uh, indies to pull
0: from at least on that list Um, Well, speaking of lists, uh, let's run down the driver standings as Mm. they stand at the end of the Qatar race weekend with the sprint and the race. Uh, Max Verstappen, what do you know? He's still on top. He is the driver's champion, as well as Red Bull Racing being the uh, constructors champion. Um, His teammate, Sergio Perez, is in second with 224 points. Lewis Hamilton is the one in third with 194. So... Stranger things have happened. Uh, hmm. Fernando Alonso is in fourth with 183. Carlos Sainz in fifth with 153. Charlotte Leclerc in sixth with 145. Lando Norris in seventh with 136. Uh, George Russell in eighth with 132. Oscar Piastri in his rookie year, is in ninth place with 83 points. Lance Stroll is in 10th with 47. Pierre Gasly's got 46. Ocon has 44. Albon has 23 points in 13th place. Then we've got Botas with 10. Hulkenberg with 9 in 15th. Zhou's got 6. Sunoda and Magnussen both have 3. Liam Lawson has 2. And then Logan Sargent, Nick DeVries, and Daniel Ricciardo all with 0. In the constructor standings, Red Bull Racing is on top, having secured that championship with 657 points. Mercedes is in second with 326. Ferrari in third with 298. Aston Martin's in fourth with 230. McLaren in fifth with 219. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, Alpine's in sixth with 90. Williams has 23, thanks to Alex Albin. Alfa Romeo has 16 in eighth place, uh, which I think is a swap from last week because Gene Ausen and team are now in ninth again with 12 points and Alpha Towery has five. Oh gosh, uh, if you'd like to send us an email, um, you can do so over at uh, shiftoffonecast at gmail.com or f1.cool slash emails. Um, I'm gonna log into my uh, password thing here because I have neglected to log in to the Formula One. The uh, Fantasies? Fantasy League. So no uh, why don't you stretch for a second, Danny?
1: Yeah, I, well, I'm just looking at the, um, the the driver standings for the rest of the season. I do think the Alonzo Hamilton one is going to be fun to watch because he did close up a little bit on him with that sixth place um, uh, because of Hamilton's retirement. So there's, uh, there's definitely something there. And apart from that, just trying to see if there's any other possible fights. I mean Gasly and Ocon for eleventh is in there, but nobody really cares about that. I'm not sure if you're gonna see much more movement. Uh Lando and George maybe, especially with the uh mm. with the, the rising McLaren. Although Lando was already ahead of George, so there's four points between the two of them. Um but yeah a little bit. But you're right, the constructors, I think that big battle between um Aston and McLaren is going to get very interesting as we've seen the McLaren sort of um really Really, just completely step up in the past couple of races. It's wild yeah. how you know. It's uh, hopefully they're watching them on Drive to Survive this year.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, the craziness continues in our fantasy league, which you can join using the link in the show notes. We have a five-way tie for second place uh, on the for the Qatar Grand Prix weekend between Wild Boys. Great, he, love that to your show. Uh,
1: Is that Steve-O or Chris Pontius, <laughs> who's got that um, team? They both manage it. Uh,
0: <laughs> Verlap in the Grid. Nice. nice. Uh, microwave Oven Programming. Hmm. Logan Lieutenant. Ah, very good. I, I get that. Uh, and Bono, my fantasy team. Cool. Uh, but in first place from Qatar, we have Ted's Fantasy Shorts. Beautiful. Does he have uh, have an airbrushed dragon set of shorts,
1: perhaps? No, that sounds great, though. He does wear a lot of shorts, obviously, in his little post-race. I'm glad. He'd be getting heat stroke if he didn't.
0: It's true. Uh, We have a change for the lead in the overall standing, ever. but in third place, it's time to call underscore Gene. In second place, we've got paying the stroll toll. (laughs) Uh, He certainly did. And in first place, we have Horner to the Max. Terrific. Aren't we all? We certainly are. Um, but again, you can hit us up on email or the Twitters, the socials, whatever X, is linked in our... X, X. No, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll bleep that out. Um, <laughs> but that's us around the internet. Should we take it around the world, racing? Let's race around the world! <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. MotoGP is at the pertamina mandalika international street circuit in indonesia awesome yes indeed uh the weather sports car championship is uh at road atlanta in Braselton, ga for the <laughs> motul petit lemon oh the petit lemon j'aime Ooh. le petit lemon uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series is at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the ALSCO Uniforms 302. Getting warmed up for the F1. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, although it's going to be very cold there. <laughs> it is. Very, very different <laughs> from the nighttime.
1: Guitar. Yes, you're right. It's going to be maybe too cold in Vegas, but we'll talk yeah. about that later.
0: Wild swings. Um, we've got Supa GT at the Autopolis International oh, Racing Course. Uh, which is not a planet. It is merely a circuit located near Kamitsue village in Oita pre- Prefecture. Ooh. Japan. Uh, thirty kilometers or nineteen miles northeast of Kumamoto. Oh. What was the name of the uh
1: in 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 what was the manga we watched? Red Line? What was the name of the um because Autopolis sounds a bit like. Remember the Planish they raced oh, what on? What was the name of that was, planet. What was it called? It was something like. It was something hardcore. I'll look that up.
0: Look okay. Up. You look up while well, I say we've got NASCAR. Oh, my. Also at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Place your bets for the South Point 400.
2: It's a ter- <laughs> It's not as good a name as I was uh, expecting. Cer- certainly not. I'll be honest. It's certainly not. A, it's certainly no funky boy. <laughs> It's The Funky funky Boy 400
1: I forgot forgot about Funky Boy Oh my god I have to watch Redline again (laughs) Inexplicable Funky Boy Dude you just said Funky Boy And in my head I heard The scream he makes And I hadn't thought about Funky Boy In months but that's how deep In my brain Funky Boy lives (laughs) I heard that scream Oh my god What a great movie Go be a patron and go listen to our podcast. My God, we had so much fun doing that one. Yeah. What is the name of that planet? Is it like... I'm still looking it up. I have just I feel Orbital Disintegration Canon is here, but I'm still trying to find the
0: planet. Here. Also a good name. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, until Danny figures that out, I guess <laughs> I'll uh, steal myself for whatever is coming next in... Uh, this day in history, because oh, no, you're right. I'm true. up. I'm up. Hang Someone else, some News
2: I forgot to include. Okay. 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 Uh, just because it happened last week. Uh, so the F1 teams agreed to let the teams in the back uh, spend 20 million dollars to oh. fix their like do to do the capital investment fund uh, that Vowles and a couple of the other like marker teams were okay. were advocating for. It's a little more complicated than like obviously there's sort of some there's some tiered things that happened every everybody I think ended up with getting a little bit more money to spend on capital expenditures but uh the the backmarker teams got the most um, so it's sort of a, a half a loaf thing but it is meaningful for them to make upgrades to facilities and infrastructure uh, so yeah that um you know I think sensible sensible heads prevailed here
0: that's good Still nothing, Danny.
2: <laughs> Robo World.
1: <laughs>
0: Robo World. <laughs> Great.
1: I couldn't forget Robo World. Although now I'm thinking all I'm thinking about now is Funky Boy. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna
2: Google that scene when this is over. And on this day in motorsports <laughs> history, Funky yeah. Boy was hit by an orbital laser cannon.
1: <laughs> Disrupting the red line event. Oh boy. Oh my god. On this day on October eleventh, um, in the past. Let's read into it. After winning his third and last title of McLaren in 1991, Ayrton Senna was hungry for more success, but a downturn in the fortunes of the team held him back. In 1992, he was completely outclassed by Nigel Mansell and Williams who had got the upper hand on McLaren. This continued with Prost in 1993 and Senna was desperate to get into the Williams car for 1994. Eventually, he got his wish and pushed Prost into retirement in the process. Williams announced that they had signed Senna on this day in 1992. G3. Senna said, it is like a dream come true. It was uh, to turn from dream to nightmare for Senna, who was killed at Imola in his, only his third race with the team. So, once again, this book provides us with just the most morbid It couldn't of just memories. let it be about the it signing. Could, it couldn't have just said that. Like, we all knew what happened next book. You didn't have to... Alright. The A1GP series, known as the World Cup of Motorsports, because mm. each team represents their nation, Danny's editor note sounds a bit like Sale GP. Oh, um, became an all-Italian affair in one respect. Today, in two thousand and seven, when it was announced that Ferrari would be supplying all the engines for the cars from two thousand and eight, there you go. Bit of A one GP knowledge for you there. Oh, Yeah, when <laughs> must have been a slow day on October. The of Motorsports.
0: They <laughs> didn't mention when that died.
1: No, they didn't, good point. When good was point. this published? Yeah, this is yeah. It's a good question. Uh, I don't know. It's got yeah. Who knows?
0: All right, let's bring this one to a close, shall we? I am uh, getting heat stroke over here. Um, yeah, it's been a long podcast.
2: Final final thoughts, uh, <laughs> Rob on uh, Qatar. I don't think it's good. The, they basically lobster potted a bunch of F one drivers, but. Aside from that, pretty entertaining race overall. Like I had some real misgivings about, like, is this going to be an interesting circuit to see them race on? Uh, and you know what? It was. There were there's enough places where people can can take their shot that there was a lot of action. I don't know if there would be a lot of action if you weren't doing the whole like it's nothing but qualifying laps the entire way through. But it was a more interesting race than I expected. Uh, I just hope that wasn't mostly down to the fact that they were beating the hell out of these poor drivers
0: yeah uh, final thoughts danny
2: yeah real funny one i think it was a great like
1: um a b test or i don't know it it shined, it shone a light on how interesting a sprint weekend can be i guess like i i found both races to be interesting in their own way i loved the sprint race i just thought it was like a it was like watching yeah. a an episode of a, uh, like a short, like a TV show. It was like a good 30 minutes of madness, is kind of what it felt like. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the sprint, you know, we talked a lot about it the sprint over the years and I think more often than not it has provided us with some novel races, which I think this year especially um, we've been, we were crying out for. And and I also say this, McLaren and a lot of the evolution we've seen from some of the mid-table teams has, has also done that too. Like we've, you know, that and the fact that Perez has been so bad, I think, has provided us with races that, on the face of them, if you sort of squint and try not to see Max killing it and
0: absolutely dominating it, um, have been
1: pretty interesting.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, I think there are a lot of good storylines still yet to be um, closed out. And maybe now that Max, you know, officially has the championship, we can turn our attention to those. So. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you would like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes and the ad-free podcast and the official Shift F1 Discord, you can do so over at patreon.com shiftf Shift F1. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. <coughs>